0: From Singapore to Stockholm, London to LA. This is the Planet Health Podcast. Join your host, Chris Cara, as he explores the culture, history, and traditions of the healthiest countries on the planet. In each episode, we discover the best well-being habits on Earth, then help you to implement them into your life. Hello and welcome back to Planet Health. I'm Chris Cara culture and well-being writer, nutrition coach, and when it comes to this podcast, something of a global explorer. Thank you to everyone who listens and subscribes. It's much appreciated. Remember to check out the website at planethealth.online and subscribe to the newsletter, which I send out around once a month to catch you up on everything that's been happening in the world of Planet Health. Now, today, I'm very pleased to finally be talking about something I've wanted to cover on this podcast for ages. It's a southern Italian culinary philosophy, which means that I get to use my favourite Italian royalty-free music. There we go. (laughs) Brilliant. So, this Italian philosophy is called La Cucina Povera, and the phrase translates to Kitchen of the Poor and it's a rustic culinary tradition that's developed from frugality. In other words, the regions of South Italy, such as Sicily, Calabria, Campania and Puglia, were historically poor, and the people of these regions had to adapt to feed themselves and their families. So they made use of every ingredient available to them to produce simple, delicious and nourishing dishes enjoyed by the whole family. Now, despite its roots in frugality, this is one of the healthiest ways you can possibly eat, and we'll explore why later in the episode, as well as some of my own experiences with this philosophy. But first, what kinds of foods are used in Tacucina Povera? And the answer is basically whatever's local to South Italy, whatever's cheap, and whatever's fresh. Traditionally, southern Italians would rely on what came from the land, what they could grow, what they could forage locally, or what they could pick up cheaply in local markets. So we're looking at a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables, things like tomatoes, onions, aubergines and carrots that are all grown in South Italy, as well as dried beans, pulses, rice and grains. Just things that were easy to get hold of and then easy to store. Additionally, as you may have guessed, Pasta, that's a staple of Cucina Povera. However, you can forget about these fancy egg pastas because southern Italians made fresh pasta using just flour and water. Another item in the Cucina Povera pantry is... Bread, and not only fresh bread, but stale bread too, which is actually the star of many recipes, such as panzanella and papa al pomodoro. One of those is a bread salad, the panzanella, and the other is a bread stew. More on these in a second. Okay, so what about animal products like meat and dairy? Well, they do play a part in La Cucina Povera, but less so due to the costs involved. Because think how much food and water you need to grow a cow or a sheep. It's quite a lot, so it's easier just to eat that food yourself. So when animal products are used in this style of cooking, nothing is wasted. For example, some dishes use offal, such as tripe, which obviously is cow's stomach, known as tripa in Italian. Uh, Or there's a dish from Palermo called, I believe it's pronounced stigiola, I could be wrong, but uh, this is where animal intestines are wrapped around onions or leeks. And yeah, as a vegan myself, that's uh, not my cup of tea. One famous Italian peasant saying is Del porco non si buta via niente, which roughly translates to no part of the pig is thrown away. And to me, that sums up la cucina povera very, very well. Nothing is wasted, everything is used. These foods are cooked together with complementary ingredients such as olive oil, which is obviously abundant in South Italy, as well as herbs, garlic and chili to add flavor to the dishes. And because of it, the dishes produced end up incredibly tasty and nutritious for something so simple. For example, pasta e fagioli is a simple pasta and bean soup and every region will have its own take on this dish. Some other dishes include spaghetti with garlic and oil, bruschetta, which is just bread with tomatoes, panzanella, which I mentioned earlier, the bread salad, or there's pasta camudica, which is a pasta with breadcrumbs. So simple, but so delicious. And you can see that many dishes include bread, where bread normally wouldn't be. And, of course, this is to bulk up the meal in a cost-effective way in lieu of expensive animal products like meat and cheese. For example, I recently learned about something called pan grattato. Now, being able to sprinkle parmesan cheese over dishes wasn't always feasible in poorer times. So the southern Italians used their initiative and instead sprinkled fried breadcrumbs, known as pan grattato, to offer a crunch to their dishes, a different texture. And today I always have a bag of pan grattato in my cupboard. I learned this from my father and as I've mentioned before I'm half Italian with a father who was born in the south of Italy in the region of Puglia. And I've been lucky enough to enjoy the delicious and ridiculously simple dishes from La Cucina Povera throughout my life. Now it's not actually a phrase my father ever used, to him it's just food. These are the dishes that he ate as a child and learned to cook growing up in South Italy before moving to the UK in the 1970s. Of course, his diet has certainly changed over the decades, but he still often cooks using the cucina povera philosophy, making simple and nutritious dishes that taste brilliant. I remember he'd also forage things from local nature spots, you know, keeping the costs down. So things like arugula, which is rocket, uh, dandelion greens, and even snails, which is disgusting, (laughs) but each to their own. Um, I obviously ate plenty of these kind of dishes growing up, and I still enjoy them to this day. For example, I love sautéed chicory, pasti fagioli, and pasta puttanesca. That's one of my favourites. Uh, That's like a tomato-y pasta with capers and olives, uh, and those are just my favorite foods. I also enjoy friselle, which is the least complicated dish you will come across. It's a very hard bread topped with cherry tomatoes and extra virgin olive oil and just a sprinkle of rock salt. And actually today I went to see my dad uh, just before recording this podcast, and he was making some friselle. He had all the bread kind of laid out on a tray which he's going to put into the oven on a really low heat just to harden it up and then obviously he'll go crazy with the cherry tomatoes and olive oil. So every few weeks I also cook my simple minestrone which is a vegetable soup and I believe that's derived from cucina povera. I've put the recipe for my minestrone on to the website, planethealth.online, so head there and you can check that out. I'll link that in the episode description too. Okay, so let's move on to why La Cucina Povera is so healthy, and it's considered healthy for several reasons. Firstly, it's the emphasis on whole foods. Think about what we've just talked about. None of these meals contain highly processed ingredients. These dishes are all exceptionally whole foods based, They have an emphasis on fresh vegetables, beans, and minimally processed pastas or breads. And this is a benefit for two reasons. Firstly, you get the many benefits of the vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, and the fiber of the whole foods. Secondly, you get to avoid the preservatives, additives, bad fats, sugars, and salt found in highly processed foods. So it's win-win. And we know the benefits of whole foods, and we know we should be eating more, and cucina povera gives us the chance to do so in delicious ways. Now another way this eating style benefits your health is because it offers great balance. And in this I mean that it promotes dishes with balanced nutrition. And sure, some are a little heavy on the carbs, but most will be well balanced between carbohydrates from pasta, bread and grains, proteins from legumes and occasionally lean meats, healthy fats from olive oil, and micronutrients and fiber from the vegetables, so all very balanced. These dishes are also very low in saturated fat, and of course a little saturated fat is required for a healthy body, but not in the amounts you may find on a typical western diet, especially those based around meat, eggs and dairy. So yes, lacucina povera is very low in saturated fat and higher in the heart-healthy fats in extra-virgin olive oil, which can help reduce the risk of heart disease. Now another way that lacucina povera can benefit your health is that it's lower in animal products, and we've touched upon this already. Now you may eat meat and dairy, or you may not, but the benefits of reducing meat and eliminating dairy from your diet are so extensive. And as we've established, cucina povera features minimal meat and dairy. And yes, some recipes do include small amounts of lean meat, but this eating philosophy is generally plant-based or features meat as a complement rather than the main focus. Interestingly, when researching the famous blue zones of the world where people live the longest and healthiest lives, I noticed the emphasis that all five blue zones put on plant-based diets. Of course, Sardinia in South Italy was one of these healthful areas. And I did an episode on uh, the Blue Zones a few weeks ago, so do check it out if you haven't already. Ultimately, La Cucina Povera encourages a diet that is rich in whole, unprocessed foods and low in saturated fat and carcinogens. And this can all contribute to better health outcomes when enjoyed as part of a balanced diet and a healthy lifestyle. And the good news is that you don't have to be Italian or even half Italian to enjoy the flavors, simplicity and nutritional benefits of La Cocina Povera. All of the dishes I've mentioned in this episode are super easy to make and rely on very minimal ingredients. You can find so many recipes from this style of eating on Google or YouTube. I suggest starting with something tasty and simple like pasta e fagioli and go from there. So yeah, healthy, delicious, cheap and easy It's no wonder the Italians have been doing La Cucina Povera for centuries. Anyway, maybe give it a go and let me know what you think. That's all I have for you for this episode. I do hope you enjoyed. If you did, then please consider rating me on the platform you listen on, as it really does help. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Anyway, I'll be back very soon for another episode of Planet Health, but until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Planet Health Podcast. For more culture and well being from around the world, visit our website at planethealth.online.